All right, guys, I'm going to be real with you. You know, I published an episode, I think it was yesterday or the day before. It was surrounding uh, Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC. And I know I mentioned, if you watched, if you listened to that podcast episode, at the very end, I basically said that I, I, I you know, had another part on deck and uh, I was going to try and publish that, but, you know, I wanted to get it out there. And But I, I, I've, I have gotten the second part. I've recovered it, and it'll be in this episode. This will be the full-length episode. I'm going to leave the other episode up uh, just for sort of you to be able to see it. But at the very end of this episode, I dropped my phone in the pool, so... Just, uh, that's how it's going to end. I'll tell you that much. I shouldn't have spoiled it, but I want to give you some clarification. But if you already listened to the first episode, you're going to want to skip around the 20-minute mark or so, maybe the 21, 21 minutes. I don't know exactly. But, uh, again, enjoy. Welcome back on in for this special presentation of the JJ Sports Podcast. And I am, I'll tell you one thing, I'm doing a little bit better than I was when we last had our coverage. I believe it was Tuesday when we talked about the Olympic Games for the first time. Uh, formally, but, uh, as I'm recording this on a Friday afternoon... Here in our stu- here outside of our studio, I'm enjoying the nice weather out here in a pool, you know, in the better part of the country. All right, but welcome, Mike, on in to our coverage and the biggest story that has come through this week, and it's not an Olympic story. I mean, you could find some stories from Tokyo that pretty big, but. What has been said is that Texas and Oklahoma, as of the latest report, are are planning to leave the Big 12 and join the Southeastern Conference, the SEC, which would create a 16-team and likely Super League uh, in college football. You know, is we'll get dive into this in just a second about really who this impacts the most. And uh, who's going to really benefit and who's going to uh, really just be mad about this. For one, I believe what is what is known about this is that this would not happen immediately. It would not be an immediate policy sort of institution. And it would uh, take place no sooner than... Uh, 2025, that is when, I believe, the TV contracts for the Big 12 with Fox and ESPN uh, expire. And, of course, Longhorn Network, obviously. It, that's, that is contracted through 2031, but that is not necessarily um, part of the big deal. And they that's... Not a big deal because Longhorn Network and ESPN property, 
the SEC by the time we get to 2025 will be exclusively on ESPN properties. And we, you know, don't know exactly what what the TV landscape is going to be in 2025, whether a Longhorn network as a linear TV network is going to be viable by then. It may turn to Longhorn network being an extension of ESPN+. Plus. Maybe ESPN Plus subscribers for an extra dollar can add the Longhorn Network. I don't know. But I would think that it would move more digitally once we get to 2025. I don't think the Longhorn Network is sustainable uh, for much longer than what it is now, where we are here in 2021. The Longhorn Network really just, you know, really on the downturn. As we shift along to uh, other programming in the Olympic Games, or not the Olympics, I'm talking about this story here, is that it was very much speculative as of yesterday, the day before that. We were, we were like, oh, well, yeah, this could happen, I guess. But now it is, it is very close to becoming official and becoming... Um, the process beginning within the SEC. Now, really the motivation for this, I mean, it starts with the NIA, the name, image, and likeness sort of situation that the SEC is a winning brand right now. They are winning a lot in, in sports like football, for sure. I wouldn't say as much so basketball. But uh, Texas and Oklahoma, they're not really basketball schools. Texas and Oklahoma, certainly. What we're thinking about them is very much football schools and also baseball, softball kind of schools. That is really the power of Texas Oklahoma. And we know the SEC is very powerful in those sports as well. But uh, the Big 12, um, you know, there's another report out there that said maybe Kansas would leave for the Big 10. Now, I don't see uh, the incentive for the Big 10 to add Kansas uh, at this point. That would not be my first choice as the Big 10. I would add an, probably an Iowa State before I add a Kansas. I mean, Kansas... You know, if they if they get their football team together, maybe we'll get out of Kansas. But the success of Kansas football over the last decade or so has just been abysmal. And, I I mean, you can't add another team. You already got Rutgers in your league, which Rutgers, you know, they are starting to turn it around. They're, they're on the up and up, but that is only uh, because some other teams are, are really struggling as of late. And... But I think Texas and Oklahoma, those these two teams, Oklahoma sure surely is has been at the top of the Big Twelve for the for since the playoff really uh, was since year two of the playoff year one it was Baylor and TCU who were uh, Big Twelve co-champs. And then eventually they added a Big Twelve championship game, and you know Oklahoma has been all over that. Uh, and it's been in Arlington, Texas. Now, this would pose a question. 
of should the SEC championship game stay in Atlanta, Georgia every year? As the conference continues to push west, the conference championship game is still in the eastmost part of the conference. At least, uh, you know, still, you know, on the east coast almost. It's, I mean, I guess you could go a little further east, but but you get the point is that really the only conference that I believe has been, I, th- I mean, I don't know exactly, but I think, does the ACC rotate their championship game or has it always been in Carolina? I am not sure about that, but I don't remember it being anywhere else actually, so. So I don't know. I know some some conferences have uh, just put on campus sites, and that's what the Pac-12 did for a number of years. But uh, I don't see the Big Ten doing that. I don't see them putting it on campus sites. Maybe I could see maybe the Big House and the Horseshoe. Those are really the only campus sites that would be a draw, really, you know. But then again, I think it is important that you give uh, a distinct advantage. I mean, I, I mean, Lincoln, Nebraska, not a terrible place, not a terrible facility. There's a lot of great facilities within the Big Ten, but it's just is potentially if that team were to get there, would it create an unfair advantage for that school? And it's... And you would want to balance the the uh, games in the on the eastern part and the western part of the conference. And really, the Big Ten has had floated that out about potentially moving their championship game outside of Indianapolis, uh, which I believe maybe one or two more games are scheduled there before they have to sort of re up or or uh, decide to. Leave that market. I don't know how much Indianapolis is is really uh, getting off of this championship game, but certainly Indianapolis is not the only venue within the Big Ten's footprint. You have uh, U.S. Bank Stadium up in Minneapolis, certainly a good venue there. I thought they would host one there at some point, uh, and that hasn't happened. In Minnesota, of course, uh, getting better uh, under P.J. Fleck, they are a better football program certainly now than they were a couple years ago. Well, maybe not last year, but still haven't beaten Iowa since P.J. Fleck was there. But, you, you know, they're on the up and up. They'll, uh, they are certainly on the roadmap uh, much more than they were in previous years. So when we're talking about, I guess, a Minnesota-hosted uh, championship game in football, you know, that... That's not something that we would have talked about a couple years ago, but I think it's U.S. Bank Stadium, one of them. Uh, certainly, Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. We, I think, I don't think they would go to Soldier Field. I also don't think they'd go to Lambeau. Um, just too cold of a game that you could be creating, and it just doesn't seem that it's any better than U.S. Bank or Lucas Oil in any other way. You know, football in Chicago, it's great. Yeah, it's that's where the conference is headquartered. But, you know, Soldier Field hasn't really been... If they didn't want to go to Soldier Field 10 years ago, why do they want to go now? I don't... I mean, 
I and yes, they floated out East Rutherford. That's a great facility, MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. I I could see them doing that. Um, are there any other ones? You know, you got Ford Field in Detroit, but that again, that stadium is not getting newer. If they create a new stadium in Detroit, certainly will would have a championship game up there at some point. But Ford Field is also where the MAC championship is uh, right now. So I think they they don't want to sort of they want to be in their own place. Um, but you know that's really the extent of it. Otherwise, you could go somewhere in Ohio. You know, you got good stadiums in Ohio, I guess. You could go to Heinz Field. But, uh, I'm feeling that eventually we will get another domed stadium somewhere across the Midwest at some point. And, uh, that may be where you want to go. But there really aren't many domed stadiums in that northeast part of the country. And, uh, you know, that, that sort of is what it is. So the ones I mentioned, the indoor ones, I said U.S. Bank and I said Lucas Oil. Those were really the, the indoor ones. And I guess you had Ford Field as well. The outdoor ones, probably MetLife Stadium. And I guess... Uh, either Columbus, Cincinnati, or Cleveland in Ohio would probably be. Um, and then I guess on the west side for an outdoor stadium, you might you might put uh, Lambeau Field or something up there as maybe some sort of tribute. But, yeah, this is an interesting talk. I want to get back to the Texas and Oklahoma situation and how it could play out down there and where they would want to move the championship game. Certainly down south, there are a lot more venues than just uh, the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which of course is a great stadium, and and it is the best stadium, you know, in the NFL, one of the, at least one of the best in the southeast in the NFL, and, uh, you know, it just, you know, it was, it was a lot uh, less of a guarantee when they had the Georgia Dome there, it wasn't the greatest facility, but it was still good enough, and but now they got the new stadium, so it's like, well, are we going to leave there? But I would think that the, you know, I'll just point out a couple stadiums that they could go to. You got Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. You've got uh, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Of course, that is very much on the west part of the footprint. But if they had Texas and Oklahoma, it could be justified. They've got the Superdome down in New Orleans. And I guess you could you could go down to to Miami, Tampa, Jacksonville, but you know, I don't I don't see them doing those. And certainly you could play one in like Birmingham or or somewhere like that. But I think the the three stadiums that I mentioned, the Superdome, AT&T Stadium, and Nissan Stadium. Those are the ones. And I guess you could also add the Texans Stadium uh, in Houston. I don't know which one they would prefer. But, you know, you could definitely... They You don't have to play it in Atlanta every year. And if you add Texas and Oklahoma, there's going to be a lot more influence to put it 
uh, further west and either to the Superdome or one of the two uh, Texas teams in AT&T Stadium or in uh, what's it called now? I don't even know. They keep changing it. It was like NRG Stadium. I think that's what it still is. It used to be called like something else. They keep changing it. Maybe it's like Reliant. I don't know. But yeah, that's Texas Oklahoma. We expect them to go at this point from reports that we've heard. They're going to go to the SEC sometime around 2025 when their uh, Big 12 lease is up. So this will create a lot of shambles for the Big 12, and we mentioned maybe Kansas could go to the Big 10. Uh, you know, you got West Virginia there, obviously, really outside of the, the map of the Big 12. Anyway, they could go to the ACC, but I don't know if the ACC would want them. They could also go to the American Conference. And now, with potentially the alignment that the college football playoff was going for, it could have to be restructured if we really lose this Power 5 league. That Without Texas and Oklahoma, the eight teams that remain, I'm, I'm sorry, but that is not... That group of schools is not quite... Uh, not quite as highly calibered as uh, as with them, and you're you're down on the level of the American Conference at that point. Because who wants to pay the TV bills for Oklahoma? The best game you're probably getting is Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Honestly, on a football season kind of kind of slate, West Virginia just doesn't have the ratings. I'm sorry, but West Virginia's a good team. You also got Baylor, you got TCU, but and you got Texas Tech. I mean, you still have most of the Texas schools, but just you're missing the top two, maybe even the top three if you say Houston's up there. But, yeah, I, I think the Big 12 would cease to exist. Now, there was also people saying that Nebraska should rejoin the Big 12. And maybe Missouri could rejoin the Big 12. But that seems unlikely for Missouri. Nebraska does have sort of a motivation that they have, they really, football success has not, they've not had success in football. They made a one Big Ten championship game. Big Ten football championship game, I should say. Um, in their tenure in the Big Ten, and that was, I believe, one of the very first. I think it was the second championship game which included Nebraska. And, yeah, it has not been what they envisioned. <coughs> so, you know, what we know now is that college football is going to expand at some point. And it's very much on the horizon of really getting back into where we were about 10 years ago when a lot of expansion and a lot of uh, conference realignment talks were in place. And that's where we're getting to now. And, and certainly, uh, it's, it's just at the starting point of that, all that. And uh, we'll take a break. We'll be back a little bit more on this.
we welcome you back on in. Thanks for coming on out and listening to our coverage of the Big 12 and the, the potential uh, absence of, of Texas and Oklahoma after they leave and potentially want to join the SEC. And that's very much on the table. Now, the SEC right now, uh, with 14 teams, they're about to get one of the biggest contracts, some of the biggest money that they've ever seen uh, in terms of college football money. The CBS, they were not paying very much money to see to get about 15 games a year of, of uh, marquee SEC football. They got, uh, I don't know how many exactly, I think it was like, something like 10 games, 10 of the best games of the week or so, and then they got one of the weeks they got a prime time game, one of the weeks they get the best two games, which is usually the same week that they get the prime time game, and then they also get a another, they get one of the weeks they get a doubleheader, but it's one of the games is the best game, and then one of the games is just really just a game. It's, it's like usually like a third or fourth pick. I don't know really where that deal is because it really is only that one game. <coughs> I don't know if it's some compromise so that they get a certain number of games. But yeah, it's it's kind of weird when that game comes on. It's like... Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, you say you have the game of the week, and then you got this game on. And uh, so usually, it's been involving like Florida or Ole Miss or somebody like that. But it ain't it ain't a good game. So uh, yeah, and that when that. I think I had a podcast episode where I talked about that new SEC contract. And if you add Texas and Oklahoma to this, I think the value at least holds. I think it, it will it would probably go up by a tick. Not too much because the current SEC is is very valuable and and I don't know how much really Texas and Oklahoma are the huge drivers. Now, Texas-Oklahoma, that game, is very does very well in the viewership. Every other game featuring Texas and Oklahoma do pretty good. Not, not to the point where you're talking games in the SEC. The SEC usually posts two of the best five ratings every, every week. They usually have two of the top five watch games, certainly they at least have one in the top three or so. (coughs) SEC games have been, you know, pretty good. And uh, the Pac-12 really on the other end where they're not, where maybe a couple times a season they're getting into the top five with one of their games. Well, it's the SEC really on a weekly basis. The ACC sometimes can get good good numbers, and 
it's really, at this point, it's not really about the viewers you're getting. It's about where you're placing among the other networks because, you know, the, the TV industry is really slipping down and, and it's not the best market at this point. But what I'll say is that that we have uh, some great, what was I saying here? Texas and Oklahoma, they had a lot of value. They are valuable and really it's more so what the Big 12's contract would look like than what the SEC's because I don't think that it's going to change a ton in in the number per team with Texas and Oklahoma in the mix. I don't think it's the biggest thing. I don't think they Texas could I mean Texas and Texas A&M they're they're two big schools and and yes, you're adding good matchups. You're adding that Texas-Oklahoma matchup. You're adding that Texas-Texas A&M matchup. It's really that pool of games. and So, I don't know how much they're... Let's just say they'd be paid... Let's just say they get $100 million. I don't, I don't know the exact number that it would, is going to be, but if it is going to be $100 million with the 14 teams, and then you add those two teams... Um, I, and keep in mind, these teams are still having to compete with themselves. Like, I'd say it would go up to about 120. So is that at least like a 20% increase? So I guess it would be a, a pretty decent increase. But I don't think the SEC is complaining if they get to renegotiate this deal with ESPN, basically. <coughs> because really ESPN already said to their investors that, that yeah, we're going to have this deal and we're going to have this on our networks and I think that they I don't know if it would really increase by that much I don't know if uh, ESPN would let it increase by all that much but it would probably increase by just a tad bit more like 110 million like a 10% uptick um but we'll see we'll see well I mean you know they've been talking about Boise State changing conferences for years that never happened they've been talking about uh, potentially Notre Dame joining a conference for the longest time. And All right, I'll give you the top, the two teams that every other conference outside of the Big 12 in the SEC, because I don't, I don't know, that you would want to get. So let's start with the ACC. I think the teams you want to get if you're the ACC, and I'm, I'm going to try to avoid... Getting, getting teams from Power 5 conferences because obviously Maryland, they want to get them back. It's probably one that they would want to do, but I'd say um, you might want to add like a 
like a temple or something, I think. Oh, UCF, UCF for sure. They're decent, and I maybe even USF. USF and UCF, I think, would be where the ACC would want to get. <coughs> it's definitely some American team along that East Coast, and I think it's UCF, USF. And really, in my opinion, those are the... I mean, if you get Navy, that would be great. But I don't know if Navy wants to be in a power conference. I don't think that's going to happen. All right. So that's the two teams that I put in the ACC. For the Big Ten, I would get try to get Notre Dame. I mean... You know, you you always try to get them to join football only. But, of course, the ACC would try to add Notre Dame. Notre Dame would probably go to the ACC. Maybe they, they, had, they signed some agreement that they would join the ACC if they ever joined a conference. But I don't know if that's any more valuable than saying that Texas and Oklahoma would stay at the Big 12 for the foreseeable future. So, I don't really know. And I would also say for the Big Ten, you know, let's say we don't include Notre Dame, I guess. I'd say Iowa State. They are a good team. And maybe Buffalo. Maybe Buffalo. I... I mean, Buffalo really one of the better Mac schools as of late. <coughs> so, and maybe North Dakota State, I don't know uh, really what how they would get those schools, but I don't think North Dakota State would join the Big Ten. I don't think they have intentions to be in the FBS, and that would be a long trip from North Dakota all the way out to New Jersey. So I don't think that is really viable. Another team maybe would be, I don't know, uh, Cincinnati. They're a decent school. You know, of course, at a second Ohio school, that would be pretty fair. A lot of states have two schools in the Big Ten. Not even, not that many, but a couple. Uh, you know, you could add second really with the Cincinnati. And let's go out west the back 12 This will be the last one I do. And, you know, I don't think they can get BYU. I'm just going to say veto BYU off of this. I don't know if Boise State, are they really that ratings driver for you? But I'll put Boise State on there because they don't have a ton of options. So I'll put Boise State up on there. And, you know, you don't have a ton of options. You could go San Diego State, Nevada. Um, I mean, there's not a ton of other West Coast teams that people are trying to watch right now.